This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, Maeve Dartinez, and Pierre Delecto. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's, it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this episode 405, The Return of the Kings. That's maybe us, that's maybe Robles. I mean, you pick, you know, pick what you want. I was trying to go Lord of the Rings reference, but I can't think of what's on my head. Oh, well. Uh, so... Big match this weekend coming up, but <coughs> we do have to talk about other games first, unfortunately. Uh, so Red Bulls drew on the road 1-1 at FC Cincinnati. Uh, Truman, do you have the tweets? Because we <coughs> do not have a voicemail this week. Yep, got a few tweets here uh, from Jeremiah. Red Coach Jay said, the positive outlook is that it was a game against an above-the-line opponent unbeaten in five, I think, where we came from behind. The negative view is that we probably just straight up didn't play that well in areas where it really mattered. Whatever, I'll take the points. Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi says, we didn't lose, but we didn't win. So I guess they're, they're no win-win. LOL. It's a road point. It's ugly to take a draw. We need to win next week against NYC, NYCFC. And then finally, Bob True 77 at BTrue77 said, Gerhard Stripper has no respect from the officials. He's got to go. How was there only two seconds played after there's a minute and a half left? We'll talk about that. I find it funny that in his tweet he called it Gerhard Stripper, not Stripper. Yeah. Autocorrect for Hopefully the that was intentional. Yeah. I can see autocorrect on that one. All right. So, yeah, yeah let's I, I was hoping it was an accident, but if not, it's hilarious. Oh, it'd be so much better if it was intentional. All right, yeah. uh, let's get into this with our likes and dislikes. So, Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike about this match? Well, we could talk about how this game finished, but let's talk about the problem that we're seeing all the time, and that is the lack of output from our forwards. Yet again, lack of service to our forwards. I think, if I remember this mm-hmm. right, and God, I feel like this game was like 100 years ago. I really do. I don't know why. It just seems like it, it was forever ago. Um because I we because, because it feels like it's so long ago because we're so used to these midweek games now and we don't have we didn't have one this week. I think that's I think that's what it is. Um, but I think Barlow and Kaplama both maybe got like one touch on the ball each in this game, like one decent opportunity on goal. And aside from that, nothing. They didn't even touch the ball. So it's just, again, it's a continuous problem with this team where the forwards are not getting the ball in good spots. And I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what it is. 
uh, solutions to change how you play the game. I mean, unfortunately, Maybe. unfortunately, this has been a problem for the Red Bulls since the Jesse Marsh era, where when the Red Bulls have the ball, they're not able to create a lot of chances. This the the system that's kind of been in place since Marsh took over has always been the chances get created on the counterattack off of the high press. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing that, right, and you're relying on actually building an attack, then you need to have playmakers in, <coughs> in the middle of the field, which we don't. Arguably, our two best players on the offensive side are both winners. And you just end up crossing the ball into the box, and we don't have height at the forward position, so it becomes easy, relatively easy clearances for the defense at that point. Um, now, I, I, I'm going to have my dislike be the same thing in the offense, but I'm going to focus on the actual forwards here because uh, MLSsoccer.com uh, did a, you know, what does every team need in the summer window? And the big thing that's pointed out is our forwards. And I guess I'll do this for Pat since he's not here. Patrick Kamala is being paid a DP salary. He's not producing DP level. Tom Barlow is arguably not an MLS regular based on production. No. Uh, the only reason he is is because we don't have another option. Honestly, I'm surprised that um, – how do you say his name? <coughs> Goma? Goma? How he hasn't been getting more minutes yeah. after uh, – granted, it was one goal – but how is he not getting more minutes after that that um, goal against Atlanta? <clears throat> I, I, I understand know, right? Barlow. Give, give Barlow apparently has a battery, but still, come on. Like, yeah. this is to a degree what we fell into under all the way from when I started watching all the way back to Hans Bach era, where the younger guys don't get the chances they deserve when they should be getting them. Uh, Marsh gave the, gave a few guys a chance, but that was pr- pretty much it. Um, our forwards, and granted, part of the problem is the the service. Uh, and I I can't remember what which game was after, but someone made on Reddit made the comment of um, Tom Barlow was the perfect striker for this system. Prove me wrong. I was like, no, he's half a striker. Because his problem is, even when he gets the ball, he can't make a half decent chance uh, or a half decent attempt on goal. I I only remember one shot from the forwards in this game, and it was right at the keeper. So that yeah. that tells you how bad our chances are from our forwards. Yeah, <laughs> our, our shots go outside the net. I mean, every every time he touches the ball, it looks terrible. I mean, we were up we were up a man for what like. 35 minutes or so. I think it was around 35 minutes. I mean, you just in yeah, a league in a league that. like this, you you can't squander those chances. Yeah. Uh, Cruz got his red card in the 58th minute, so 32 minutes roughly. I mean, you you can't. That was a prime opportunity to take a lead, and they did, they couldn't do it. It's it's weird thinking back how the first two weeks of the year we scored seven goals and then we just like dropped off the cliff in terms of production. I, I'm and really just I, 
the question is, where's the scoring going to come from with forwards? Where are they going to go find a guy? Because I'm guessing they're not. No, I mean, clearly our scouting network kind of sucks, right? If Kamal is the best player we brought in it's in, in the last few years, the, the best striker we've had in the last, and I'll go back 10 years, has been Bradley Wright Phillips, who was brought in during the Pecky era. Mm-hmm. That's how far back we have to go to find a striker that scored 15 goals in a year. I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's just not. It, yeah, it's not good enough. And I use 15 goals as the benchmark because a designated player should be scoring 15 a year. Yep. Uh, likes for this game. I guess the fact that we got out of this for the point. I mean, I wasn't really happy with how we played, but uh, MLS is sort of MLS and Concacaf are kind of the same, and you. As long as you win at home and draw on the road, you take care of business and a point's better than zero. So ultimately, that's got to be something that is a positive out of this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's about it. Uh, Not an exciting draw, nothing great. But yeah, anytime you get a point on the road against a surprisingly playoff contender in FC Cincinnati, right? Fuck it. Or maybe the fact that Laquinas wasn't Seriously injured in this game? Uh, though, that's true, too. That is also true. I mean, if, the Red Bulls are a physical team, so they're going to get, you know, called for fouls. We saw that against Kansas City. But holy shit, the last few weeks where they highlighted how physical people are playing Laquinas and the league, or the referees seemingly not really doing anything about it. Granted, there was a yellow and a red card shown in this match, but those were like the third and... I think the third foul is where the yellow came in. So there were two serious fouls before that that weren't really carded. And it was just kind of like, come on. Like, let's – you, you want to protect players, but we're not going to protect players. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and and their most important player. Yeah. Which, actually, I think kind of brings us to what the, the one uh, the one person said in the tweet about Struber not getting uh, any – Clout with the referees. I kind of agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. That red card or the second yellow was absolutely the right call. But between how Laquinas has gotten fouled multiple times in that game uh, and the very weird situation around the red card and Long getting a yellow for I don't know what. What was it yellow for? Was it for talking back? Because he didn't do anything physical in that that altercation at the end of the game. Like Tolkien Tolkien got a yellow for what celebrating a goal? Like Yeah. I, I, I and honestly I don't blame the referee for ending the game where he did. I realistically he should have played two more minutes because that was probably what was taken off the clock for the red. Uh especially because the Red Bulls had the ball and they were the wrong party. If you go by which cards were handed out, um, but if Struber had more respect among the referees, I don't think. I, I'm not saying the fouls wouldn't be hard on Laquinas. I think they'd be faster to pull out some yellows to stop that shit from happening. 
Well, if he was Joseph Martinez. Well, yeah. Or or, or the future Gareth Bale. You know what I'm saying? He, he's not treated like a star. And if he was a star, I think that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, any anything else for the Cincinnati game? Yeah, I'm, I'm shrugging my shoulders, everybody, because really it's 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 a one-one draw, and it's I don't know, not not much to talk about there. I would, uh, yeah. I mean, the only thing right is that we you had 30 minutes to score another goal, and they didn't. That was that kind of sucked. All right. Uh, prediction standings. None of us got this right, so. Uh, no change there. Trim's still in first with 16 points. I am in second with 14. And Pat's in third with four. Um, sorry, I was trying to look up something else as I was talking. Um, <clears throat> so let's get on to the big game this weekend. The Hudson River Derby's uh, first matchup of – first MLS matchup of 2022. Yeah. Uh, will take place this Sunday, July 17th at 5 p.m. on ESPN. Luis Robles is going to be honored in or the first inductee into the Red Bulls Ring of Honor, which I still don't understand how Bradley Phillips had his jersey number retired, but he's not already in it. Um, <laughs> New York City comes into this game uh, very hot after coming off of the Champions League. Uh, they are... 10, 5, and 4, plus 17 goal difference, 35 points, number two in the East. Um, and I think one of the most important things about this game is that all three of us are going to be in attendance. Yay! I don't, I don't, I don't better remember, not fucking thunder shower. I don't remember the last time all three of us were there. Maybe the maybe the 2019 season opener with the belt. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I've been back to River Arena since that because I moved in 2019 and then obviously COVID in 2020. So. I went last year and the game got called because of lightning. Against NYCFC. Yay. Oh, jeez. Thank you for that. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if the game gets canceled due to weather, you know who to blame. It's Truman. Yep, guy. All right, let's get into our predictions. Uh, since Pat's not here, he gave us his. He is continuing his reverse curse trend, but he is going completely out on the limb with this one. Seven nothing loss. <laughs> wow. I mean, I get the reverse curse stuff, but that's a hell of a reverse curse to call. I know, right? He's really putting that on him now. Yeah. All right, so Truman, you're up. What is your prediction for the game on Sunday? Uh, I'm I I'm gonna stay positive because we're all gonna be there. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the win. They already beat them in this building once. Uh, I think they could beat them again, two in a row. It, it's gonna be important. I think I think the place is gonna be packed. Right, that's all the Red Bulls are saying is expect a, a packed house. So. Uh, you're going to have a great atmosphere. You're going to have less NYCFC fans because they're really not allowed into the supporters section because they fucked that up the last time by fighting each other. That's so the, that's the funny thing. Their section thing. gets reduced attendance. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're I mean, not I mean, smart. not that New York City fans have a great track record at Red Bull Arena. I mean, last last or the only game I was there for of this uh, this derby was the one with the free T-shirts where they were and the Red Bulls were stupid and giving <laughs> New York City fans those T-shirts. But the fans soaked them in God only knows what, and we're throwing them off the field and at fans. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing how they continue to just be total assholes in that section. From from day one, they're they're a problem. Um, but moving on with them, I think this is the game. It's gonna happen. Patrick Clamalo is gonna score a brace because I'm wearing the jersey, baby. I'm bringing it. I'm gonna to bring him the good mojo uh red bulls are going to win this game three to one okay that's a bold prediction specifically because of the kamala brace that's right i'm not fucking around here uh and so i can definitely say there's gonna be a lot of people um i'm pretty sure 101 is sold out i think 133 is sold out i imagine 102 is as well um, I saw on Twitter, somebody mentioned one, he, his 101 was sold out, so he has to go up to 129. Um, and I think on the the ESC uh, ticket group, whatever you want to call it, that people are still looking for tickets. So um, definitely, I think it's definitely going to be a, a big audience, which is a good thing. Uh, I think we're going to... I think we're going to kind of see a repeat of the U.S. Open Cup match. What I mean for that is it's not going to be a pretty first half. It's not really going to be a pretty second half, but ultimately the Red Bulls will just wear down New York City. Um, the good news is that New York City had to play midweek where we did not. So some And they played down in Houston, which I'm pretty sure was hot, muggy mess on a, on a Wednesday night. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a, a good thing for us. It will still look like an ugly game because that's how the Red Bulls play this year. It's just ugly. And they just basically wear teams down until they get their shot. Um, I do not think it's going to be three, nothing like it was in the upper cut match. I am going to go with a two, nothing victory, but a victory nonetheless. And, uh, I do need to point out, this is a very important game in the standings. So not only are the Red Bulls two points behind New York City, City has a game in hand on the Red Bulls. So you have to assume that they're going to win that game, which means which puts them at 38 points. So to get this game would be... Uh, I guess you would call a true definition of a six-pointer. Keep them from, you know, being that much farther ahead in the standings. Uh, it's going to be a real dogfight to win, to get first place in the East. I don't know if the Red Bulls will do it. But real quick, just because I, I'm going to illustrate how tight the standings are. So right now, we have Philadelphia in first with 36 points. Uh, City in second with 35, Red Bulls in third with 30, Montreal's in fourth with 29. Uh, Montreal and New York City both have a game in hand. So assuming both of those teams win their games in hand, 
realistically, uh, we are seven points separated between first and fourth. Oh, I'm sorry. In Orlando, let's throw Orlando City in there because they had they're in fifth right now with 29 points. So, you know, the difference between a home playoff match and an away playoff match is not that much. Nope. First place. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even talking about first place. Getting top three is going to be a, a tough ask, right? So games like this against these opponents where you can swing stuff in your favor, it's very, very important. And and they have to take advantage of what the atmosphere is going to be like on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what the team has been asking for for God knows how long, right? An important game, a packed house. We haven't seen a big, big crowd in a while. You, you have to win this game. You have to take advantage of everything in your favor. Yeah, have to. And it looks like they're actually advertising this game a little bit. Um, I saw, I can't remember where I saw, but apparently on like the seven train there was an advertisement. Apparently during the British Open there was a advertisement for this game. I guess ESPN must be broadcasting or something, but like there's actual advertising happening for this game. Right, you want to get attendance back up. You one need to pack the place, which it sounds like we're going to have a decent crowd. I would probably, I would guess we're probably going to be around twenty thousand, maybe twenty-two. Just and that's honestly a complete guess based on what I'm seeing in terms of the supporter sections. But if you get if you get that many people in the stands, you have to deliver. That's what's that's what gets the people coming back, right? People don't want to show up to watch a team struggle or lose. They want to see wins. They can be dirty, right? They they can be a, a one nothing nail biter. Oh yeah, we take that eighth day of the week. Exactly. Ugly, ugly as you please. But win, right? We we said it multiple times. End of the day, the thing that matters is results. And yep, this is a very big moment to get a result. All right. Anything else about the New York City match before we move on? Nope. No. Okay. <clears throat> New York Red Bulls 2 lost again. <laughs> Weird. One, <laughs> yeah, I know. 1-3 and 14, six points, minus, <laughs> minus 30 goal difference. Dead last in the East. Uh, they lost 6 nothing. At Louisville City. The next match oh my is God. yeah. The next match is at home uh, tomorrow, July fifteenth, seven p.m. versus Indy Eleven, which they'll probably lose because that's how this team is this year. But it's it's okay. We're we're building the academy up. That's what really matters here. Yeah, oh yeah. Woo. Uh, actually. F- uh, since it's New York too, um, an old face is coming back to the organization. Um, where is it? Uh, Hassan Nadam is now playing with New York Red Bulls too. Wow. Yeah. What news? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's hoping it's going to be get him back into the. Uh, into the first team, but we'll see. Yeah, that's where a guy didn't know what he's walking into. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, Gotham FC uh, won their last match 2-1 at Racing Louisville. Uh, so they now sit with a 4-0-5 record, which I should have updated the rest of that when I checked it this morning or today. <clears throat> Let me check the standings real quick. So that puts them uh, with 12 points, a minus six goal difference, and uh, still number eight in the NWSL. But they are within striking distance of a playoff spot. It's so, early. Yeah. Right. And and they have two games in hand on the rest of the league, pretty much. So. There we go. That's a, that's that's a good spot to be in if you're two games back. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, their next match is this Saturday, July 16th, 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, against uh, the Portland Thorns. All right. So now it is time for the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man. Okay, so um, the one thing I've written down here is Aaron Long has been named to the uh, all-star team. He was not voted in as, uh, by the fans. He was a coach's pick. And he'll be the only player representing the Red Bulls at the all-star game this year. It's funny that Gareth Bale was in the coach's pick. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know, they right? actually picked the guy who is important to his team, not a guy who just signed a designated player contract just to prepare for the World Cup. Yep. Good for him. It's it's honestly well-deserved. It really is. Looking, you should be on that team, too. You know, just just saying. There's, Lewis Morgan should be on that team. Frankie Maya could be on that team, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. We'll let it go. <clears throat> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with the ground? Uh, just real quick, slight change in Formula One standings. Uh, Max Verstappen still in first place. Uh, Charles Leclerc now moves into second because Checo Perez's car uh, took damage and shit the bed. It did not finish the race. Uh, but now neither did Carlos Sainz's car because his caught fire. Um, so you still have Red Bull is still in first in the Constructors Championship and the driver's standings. So. Uh, next weekend, not this coming weekend, next weekend they're off to France. So we get a weekend off, and, and it's uh, France. So there you go. Formula One, Red Bull Racing. Okay. Uh, Pat's not here. We would normally skip this, but uh, I am going to personally take it over for this week. It is time for the betting corner. <laughs> Okay, so I'm looking at the trying to look at the, some prop bets for the Red Bulls versus New York City. Uh, apparently, we don't have very unique prop bets. Um, so let's see. Uh, what seems to be interesting to me is the first goal interval, and I'm pretty sure it's just based off of how you know the teams look, but. The first goal, I, I'm going to take it at the, let's see. So apparently it's every 10 minutes. I'm going to say from the 41st to the 50th minute is when the first goal will be scored. 
according to DraftKings, that's a plus 700 uh, bet. The best odds for a first goal are the first 10 minutes, but I think 41st to 50th because the last five of the first half and the first five of the second seem to be when shit can kind of just go crazy. So that's if you are betting and always bet responsibly, that's that's the bet I'm suggesting. Take the goal between minutes 41 and 50. But that's going to be rest, some restless fans for 40 minutes. <laughs> eh. Well, some some restless fans. Some will just be too drunk to care. That's true. Oh, uh, this, this reminded me. Uh, I want to say it was it was somewhere over in... I want to say it was like Wales, where I saw this come out of. Um, somebody suggesting that they allow fans to drink at the seats. Apparently, I guess it's a, over there. They don't allow it. Um, they were hoping that by allowing to have fans drink at the seats, <coughs> they'll stop people from loading up before the game and causing more problems. They don't know fans very well, do they? <laughs> no, because they'll just load up before the game and just keep it going. All right, that takes us to the last uh, segment for the show. <coughs> Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. Well, you all know what this is. There's, there's no avoiding it. There's no avoiding uh, who the terrible team of the week is. And we, I've been waiting a while to talk about them. I'm very excited to talk about it, even though it's not a team I wanted to mention doing well. I don't, I don't like talking anything good about the Philadelphia Union. So maybe I'll say that it wasn't that they were so good, it's that DC United just sucks so hard and they got the old 7 nothing beat down put upon them yet again. That is the uh, biggest deficit in MLS history. They also got thrashed quite properly. And then MLS.com posts up this article to show how they were so resilient, resilient in their next game with Wayne Rooney in the stands when they got a 2-2 tie because they came back and tied the game in the dying minutes. That's how resilient D.C. United is now uh, with Wayne Rooney as their manager, which is also just a dumbass publicity stunt. It's fucking comical. His family hated being there. Um, But yet, here they are, back again. But congrats, D.C. You now really officially suck. Your old home caught fire, and you are a dumpster fire. I mean, clearly the reason Wayne Rudy is here is because no one else is going to take him in England. Correct. Um, on top of on top of the fact that RFK almost burnt down, there's already news that they're going to uh, do additional construction work to Audi Field. Adding uh, uh, roofs to the sides, I believe. Yes. You know, something that could have been planned from the fucking start. Correct. Correct. I hope, I will say this, I hope if they do put roofs on, which is which is fine. I'm always pro-roof for uh, fans. Don't take away the beautiful view of the Washington Monument, because it is pretty cool. I think it's only supposed to be on the sidelines, not the, not the goal lines, so. Correct. So where the, where the, where I was the last game, 
a couple years ago in the away section. What was that 2019? I was there. Um, yep. You would look straight across diagonally across the field, and you can see the Washington Monument. So I'm thinking if the way the roofs go up, I just don't want that view taken away for uh, for the away fans, really. <laughs> just selfishly for us. We'll see, but I find it funny that they could have planned this out years ago, and then now three years into this new sure, stadium. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> it should have been day one. Yeah. Day one, you should have a roof. I, I don't I don't understand how the Red Bulls did it so well with Red Bull Arena. They got it right. And then so many teams after that went, nope, generic shitty stadium. And to think that Red Bull Arena, if it wasn't for Red Bull, would have been a shitty knockoff of uh, the old crew stadium. Uh, yeah, Frisco. FCFs, Frisco. Um, yep. There was a few like uh, that. Bridgeview, too. Bridgeview yep. Chicago. With a fireplace. Um, Houston's old stadium, I think. I don't remember Houston's old stadium. I don't either. But yeah, th- we, but we, yeah, there was a few. They were just total plunkers. We we avoided the, <clears throat> let's build a soccer stadium that's not really a soccer stadium, but half concert venue. We avoided that. Yeah. 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 Oh, terrible. The only ones who followed us that got it right, I think, was uh, and I, I can't remember if they was if it came after us or not. But Sporting Sporting Kansas City with their stadium. Sporting KC, I believe, was after us. Yes. Like the only ones that really followed us that got it right were them. Yep. Well, no, I mean, like <coughs> Minnesota United ha- now has a nice stadium. Okay. I forgot about Minnesota. Uh, yeah. LA doesn't need the roof. <laughs> you know, the one place that doesn't need it. Um. But I thought Minnesota did it. They have a they have an awesome stadium. And LA's got a cool stadium. It's in Cincinnati, right? Columbus. True, but I mean but, it took I mean, a yeah, while for them to get there. It took forever. Yeah. I mean, Crew Stadium almost had it burned down too for it. Yeah, yes, it did. Yes, it did. And Chicago's back to Soldier Field. <clears throat> Toronto may be getting there, but they but they're going bit by bit. Right. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about this week? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. $1 a month gets us gets you exclusive content, such as live post games, monthly wrap-ups, anything we decide to do, including our Stranger Things Season 4 episode, which is available now for uh, patrons. So if you're, you are a patron, you haven't checked it out, go uh, and listen now. And uh, one of the nice things about Patreon is they provide you a custom RSS feed. So if you subscribe to our show and you want to get all the stuff but not have to worry about going to multiple spots, you won't have to. You get one feed, and that's all you'll need. Uh, you can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash redbullrant. <coughs> On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooch myself, at The Truman for Truman. <clears throat> Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yeah, if you want to reach out to us, come file us at the tailgate. <clears throat> That's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, I'm sure we'll probably be tweeting out 
our, you know, where we'll be hanging out. So you should definitely come hang out before the game. I think we're going to be there pretty early. Uh, I right, I'll be right there. Now, early, so it's going to be a shit show. Right now, I think we're planning on two o'clock. And I'm, yeah, I'm so driving. I'm driving. We'll from be there nice and early. So definitely going to make sure I'm there by two. Yeah, yeah. So we will be there early. Um, tweet at, at us either at me or Jay's account or the Red Bull Rain account, which we'll try to pay attention to. Oh, it's tough. We'll be distracted. Um, Gotta make sure the power. But anyway, message. Us. <laughs> yeah, just 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 message us and uh, come hang out or say say hello before the game. So we look forward to seeing all you. That being said, that being said, big day. I'll be in town. Jay will be in town. Pat's gonna be there as always. Is the belt gonna be in town? The fucking belt. The belt's gonna go in my bag probably as soon as we end this show so I don't forget about it. The belt's gotta go. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad and I mentioned it. The belt it. would be there. Yeah, I oh shit. I would have probably forgot. So yes, the belt will be in the house. And you, how, how about um, this? How about this? Anybody that comes by gets to take a picture with the belt. Sure. You don't get to take the belt home. No, you no, at least no. get to touch the belt. Yeah. Now, now uh, we yeah, get I mean, the, the uh, WWE like fake table stand for it and just <laughs> oh yeah and then we'll put someone through it steve santos you're the man we're putting you through it buddy boom <laughs> putting you through the table uh all that being said this this is the game this is the, this is the big one rolling me in the house probably the only game i'm going to be at all year um maybe the playoffs who the fuck knows i'm all that I, being said, i will be going to uh, what is it? The game? I think it's August twentieth. I can't remember who it's against, but I will be going there because doing a family thing. But Sweet. yeah, so this there is, you this, go. So this is, but so it's one of two matches I'm going to be at this year. Yeah, but this is your probably only chance to see all three of us at the same time. So again, come hang out, big night, and we need a big fat old W. Let's win. <clears throat> all right. For Truman and myself, this has been episode 405 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls, and New York is absolutely fucking red. Fuck yeah, it is.